the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. here in New York City, and it's Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour. We have a great show for you tonight. Um, We're going to have Chief Kemper on in a couple of minutes, talking about um, crime in the subways, talking about... uh, keeping us safe, the new train, the new uh, fare evasion tactics that they're using, and overall crime. I mean, he's the he's one of the, I think there's five, I may be wrong, maybe up to seven chiefs all along, and Chief Madry is the chief chief. Um, and um, then we're going to have Oscar Goodman and Oscar Goodman on. Oscar Goodman is, he wears two hats, criminal defense attorney extraordinaire, and uh, the former mayor of Las Vegas, where the Super Bowl is. Let me see if I get this right. Today is Super Bowl... Eve, Eve, Eve. So um, Oscar is a great guest. He's always very, very interesting. He's a courtroom lawyer. Uh, and his wife, I believe, is the current um, mayor of Las Vegas. So she will be, he'll, he'll be telling us, you know, what the scene is in Vegas. I could tell you that um, tomorrow night, We'll be live. I'm going to have on Lawrence Taylor's best friend, Dino. Um, Lawrence is at the Super Bowl. Dino's been to more Super Bowls with Lawrence than he can count. Dino is another character that is just, he's, he's just crack you up. And, um, God willing, live and local, we're going to have Ingrid Lewis Martin on, the, um, chief advisor to the mayor again tomorrow night. They were on Monday to wish me a happy 500th show. I got so much positive feedback from that. Um, this morning, I, um, I got a text from a judge who um, saw the. We have these billboards up um, for another two weeks and big Idala Power Hour billboards all over the city. And um, uh, she was she saw it and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then she's like, "Tell me how to download it and download the show." And she downloaded the 500th show and she's like, "Oh my god, you had the mayor on. That's so cool!" So the word is getting out there. And uh, Chief Kemper's coming on. You know, he told us his parents are, are two big fans of the show and so many police officers listen to the show i want to talk to chief kemper we're coming up about um the seven migrants that were indicted for beating up the cops or trying to beat up the cops um but before i go and go to break simply i give you the one minute mark um i just said a, a judge saw me on the highway another judge whose birthday is today is uh, a dear friend of mine judge josh Hanshaft. We sat next to each other in the the first day of law school, and we've been friends ever since. Um, and Joni is not here today. It's just me and Sam Bellino. Hello, Sam Bellino. Hello, Arthur. You got that great tune going on in the background. Um, it is Joni's mom's 80th birthday. Roz, who is a big, big fan. Happy birthday, and so Roz. Joni is partying with her mommy, as she should, like a rock star at 80 years old. And she looks like a rock star. Joni just sent us pictures. So happy birthday, Roz. Happy birthday, Uncle Josh. And we're listening to Radio Free Europe. Give me a little sound there, Sam Bellino. Today in 1981, R.E.M. R.E.M. made their first ever recording sessions at Bombay Studios in Georgia. The tracks include Gardening at Night, Radio Free Europe, and Don't Go Back to Rockville, all songs I love, I grew up with. And speaking of Georgia, real quick, Uncle Josh's daughter, Carly, got accepted to Emory College. That's where she'll be going in Georgia. So she's really excited about that. So it's good news all around. We're going to come back with Chief Kemper of the Transit Bureau of the NYPD here at the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is amazing your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My family's gotten cars there from my grandfather to my sister to all my friends. Everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah, his sister Danielle, and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. And now they have a lot going on all month long. You can score a brand new Honda to celebrate the big game. You pick the deal, the lowest lease or finance options in the tri-state area. Then there's President's Day weekend where they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. Brand new Hondas like the all-new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, Honda CRV, Honda Accord, Honda Passport. They have them all. Low finance rates available. No payments until spring of 2024. 90 days of no payments. Best prices around. Top dollar for your trade. They serve all five boroughs. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible, that's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. And on the cool check-in. Send, Send a stage, stage on, on the, the mic, mic. And we're putting, and we're putting it, on it on wax. wax. It's, it's the, the new style. style. Four, Four and three, three and two and, two and one. one. And when I'm on the mic, the suckers run. Word. I'm not surprised you're on my temper. Temper. How many times have you sung this song? Nah, there, Chief. I'm listening like... This is hardcore Beastie Boys. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. I I, I think overall, it's my favorite Beastie Boys song. Come on, the beat beat is insane. I I, I really think, I really think, um, I I really think that it it may be my favorite tune. All right, so those of you who don't know, well, Sam Bellino, why don't you tell us why we're playing this song? Because I've been instructed very firmly from Chief Kemper, his favorite Beastie Boys album is Licensed to Ill, so I had to give him some of it. Listen, I can't thank you off and off. I got to tell you, you missed your calling. You you, you could have been a rapper. I, mean, uh, I don't rapper. think so. Um, no, I don't so, know. Okay, Chief, I'm just going to, you know, you're so good at this now. Your parents listening tonight or what? No, but I, I got a special get. No, my dad said that if he goes on your show, he's going to get me in very big trouble. Okay, so, that's good. So. He's a little old school, you know, but uh, I got a special guest. I got my wife uh, two feet away from me. First time oh. ever. Uh, now, then I know, now I know you're going to be very good. I know you're going to behave. <laughs> I um, my best behavior. All right. So now that you're a radio veteran, 
Um, and um, I had Ingrid Lewis Martin on. I had Ingrid and the mayor on actually on Monday for my. It was my 500th show, and they you know they love you. I mean, they really love you, and uh, they were bragging about you. So I'm just gonna. You're you're a veteran of the radio, Chief Kemper. So why don't you give us a little state of union of uh, the trains and, uh, and what's going on underground, especially. And I was talking about you yesterday because they're saying that as soon as June, this con- congestion pricing is going to kick in. And there are, you know, even if it's 10%, 15%, 20% of drivers who are not going to be able to afford it um, are going to jump on the subway. And it's, I mean, your job is going to become even more important than it is. So, Chief Mike Kemper, give us the, uh, the State of the Union of the subways here in uh, the first um, week of February. So let me start with this. Congrats on your 500 show. And I actually listened to the show in, in its entirety when you had Ingrid and the mayor on the other day. It was a pretty uh, pretty awesome interview. So uh, Thank you. Nice it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was very, very cool. Yep. And congrats. So look, we uh, we spoke last week. I, I told you it was a tough start of the year. It was a tough January. And it was. We were up and climbing the subway system in January. Uh, the good news is, is as we sit here, uh, you know, a week plus into the new month of February, we're doing good. I don't want to jinx it. Uh, a lot of planning, a lot of shifting of resources uh, went into this. We're having success. Uh, what's driving our crime in the subway system, in case uh, you're curious, or anyone's curious, is grand larcenies and it's pickpockets and people being pickpocketed and having their property stolen. Uh, a lot of really, really quality Excellent, excellent arrest by our cops who made last week in Manhattan, which no doubt had an effect, uh, a positive effect on this. So, uh, look, fingers crossed, moving forward, uh, you know, we, we got to keep crime down. It's very, very important for so many reasons. And, you know, often we say it all the time, not only keeping crime down, uh, but having people feel safe when they use the subway system. That's a huge goal of ours and a challenge. Well, it's, it is essential. And, and look, I, Everyone like I, the biggest criticism I get is like I'm I'm the mayor's cheerleader, but I am. You know what I am? I'm the, I'm first and foremost I'm the city's cheerleader, but like mm. Mike, I got to be honest with you. I should call you Chief Kemper so people know uh, who I'm talking to. I I couldn't believe the people who look at me in shock, like shock. Yeah. When I tell them I take the subway on a very regular basis, like, are you, like you're all dressed up, you're wearing a hat, you're this, you're, you're nice shoes, yeah. you go down there, you go down to that cesspool, and you yeah. know what I say to yeah. them, Mike? I go, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you were down in the subway? Oh, I don't go down there. So what information do you have that it's a cesspool? And, yeah. well, I just know what I read. I know what I see. Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, you know, look, I obviously... I, I am a superstitious guy, and I don't want to jinx myself, but I've had nothing but positive experiences. I will say, Mike Kemper, there sure. you know there are times when a guy will come on who's you know a, a little bigger than I am, and he'll be ranting and raving about some like stuff that either doesn't make sense or whatever, and, it, and it's it's a little off putting. It makes you a little nervous. And, oh, you know, I just, I'm smart enough. Look, I'm old school. I don't mind going between cars when, when the train's moving. I'll just slowly and gently just get up and walk through and just go into another car, and usually it's okay. But, you know, talk to me about all that stuff. So you, you, you talk like people are looking at you like you're crazy if you're using the train. Arthur, I got news for those people. It's you plus four million plus other people a day use the New York City subway system, including my daughter. Uh, who uses the uh, the subway system. And if anyone knows what's going on in the subway system, it's me. Uh, and I have no issues with uh, using the subway system. Look, wherever you go, you got to be aware of your surroundings, right? You got to, you, you got to be aware of your surroundings. You got to be mindful and you got to, you got to think, you know, you know, try and go on a train car that that's occupied. Uh, if you see something that's out of your ordinary, report it. You just take yourself out of that situation as best you can. But again, Four plus million people a day ride the subway system. We're averaging six crimes a day, you, you know, in the largest subway system with four million people. But again, um, when things happen and things do happen in the subway system, it shocks people. It scares people. It's, it, it's all over the news for days. Uh, and, and that leads to the, uh, the perception. But listen, Arthur, you could be walking down the street right now and run into someone that, that, that creeps you out. <laughs> you oh, know what oh, believe me, not, look, listen, Chief, it happens. You know what the difference is, though? You know, you feel a little more trapped, you know, in the subway, you know, on the street. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. 
Absolutely, and that's the difference. When you're on that subway car and those doors closing, depending on what train you're on and where the next stop is, you could theoretically be on that train for a, a, a few minutes. Uh, and, and that's the huge difference between, you know, driving a car or walking down the street or riding a bicycle versus taking that train. And we recognize that. But again, the good news is, is that, you know, crime was down last year. It, it, it's uh, pre-COVID lows. Uh, and, and again, we, we're working very, very hard. But I got to be honest, Arthur, I say this all the time and I'm not shy. I'm probably the most not shy person. Public safety is a shared responsibility and we're just one component and the rest of the justice system, in my opinion, uh, and I'm doing this a long time, so I think I could speak with, uh, uh, as an expert, the rest of the justice system can and must do better. Because if they did do better, uh, you know, crime would go down even more. Are you allowed to be specific? Because if you can't, yeah, I, can, I can. I, I'll tell you what, go to my social media. I'm, 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 very, uh, I'm very open. Uh, and that's a big challenge of ours. Our cops are making arrests. And listen, all eyes are on the NYPD. What are the cops doing? Crime is, you know, here. This is happening. You're letting these people go. The majority of people, I'm convinced, they don't understand how this process works. We, the police are here to prevent crimes, investigate, and make arrests when a crime happens, when they establish probable cause. Once that arrest is made, and often we're, our arrests are historic highs. So if anyone's asking what we're doing, we're making arrests at historic highs. But once the arrest is made, it's handed off to prosecutors, judges who are bound by laws by our state legislators and city council. And to be quite frank, um, you know, th there's some wacky stuff going on where recidivist criminals who I think and I, I guess I, I would safely bet uh, the overwhelming majority of, the, of New Yorkers would agree should be incarcerated. You know, we're arresting them. Arthur, every time we arrest someone, we handcuff them, we take them out of the system, yet somehow some of these people are back the next day committing more crime. How does that happen? So the question is, is how is this happening? And what happens to the arrest once it's made? That's the question. Well, I, look, I want to talk about those migrants who went after two of your guys. I, I had your boy Chell on last week, and you know, it was funny because – how macho he is in a good way like you know he made it very clear listen those guys didn't hurt my guys they dusted themselves off they're back on the job like these kids ain't gonna hurt our guys and i loved it by the way i loved it but the fact that the da's office did not ask for bail is i don't know what's more insane that they didn't ask for bail or that whatever judge is sitting there hears about police officers getting assaulted and on their own I mean, the judge is not handcuffed at all by what a, what a prosecutor says regarding bail. They can absolutely say, oh, you didn't ask for bail. Okay, that's great. $5,000 each person. They have no residency. They have no family ties. They have no community ties. I don't believe that. They, I think they're a flight risk. Had nothing to do with danger. Danger's yep. not in the statute. It's about a flight risk. Here's $5,000 bail on each one. Not a crazy amount of bail. $5,000. Okay. If someone could put up, I think it's 500 bucks plus some collateral, they're out. Um I can't agree. It blows my mind, Mike Kemper. Blows my mind. Well, it says a lot. It says a lot where we are as a society, and says a lot on the value of a cop. I mean, think about it. An assault on a cop is an assault on on, on society, and without consequences, there's no deterrence. And without no deterrence, unfortunately, this crime is going to continue. And, Arthur, I say this all the time. I don't believe, and we don't believe everyone should be incarcerated and put in jail. But we do believe some people do. Right. Well, so I mean, so listen, when I had I had I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't interrupt you. But Tuesday night I had the Brooklyn district attorney on the air, uh, Eric Gonzalez. And, yep, and you know I what he what he says is what you said. There's a tiny little portion of society that's committing the shoplifting and the quality of life crimes. And it used to be up until 2019 before the bail laws changed. These guys would get arrested. And again, uh, they you know they would sit. Even if they said $500 bail, these guys couldn't make $500 bail. So now Arthur, they're in Rikers Island. They're not cleaning out the CVS toothpaste aisle. Arthur, we had an incident last week. I put this on social media. It's just, you talk about a challenge and, like, just shake your head. Uh, we arrested a guy in, uh, in Manhattan. He was, this was his 171st arrest. I'm sorry, 171st arrest, ranging from weapons to assaults uh, to uh, a, a lot of transit stuff. This guy is everything to do with negative public perception in the subway. This is the guy that jams the machines 
that stands at the the, uh, uh, the turnstiles and and asks and sometimes demands money to let people in. Right? This is the guy that scares people. Two cops approach him just last week. They tell him to leave the station. What does the guy say? No, I'm not leaving. They then go to arrest him. The guy resists. They fall on the floor. They're wrestling the guy, and they arrest him. Right? They bring him in. I mean, we're at a point sometimes. You know, this case. This case wasn't even drawn up for what it was. It wasn't even downgraded. This case it was declined to prosecute. Declined to prosecute a guy who was arrested 171 times, resisting arrest. And I'm sorry, this is all captured on video camera, body cam and camera from the station. So if that doesn't paint a picture of what I said before, we can do better and we must do better, I don't know what will. Well, you know, I had a, I got a call yesterday. And, you know, we're, we're being very forthright here, folks. And uh, it was a case, a very prestigious family, um, and they said, you know, someone in their family, a younger person was arrested, and they said, I hear that Alvin Bragg's office is racist, that if uh, someone of, of uh, a person of color gets arrested, they have a much better chance at an outcome than uh, a Caucasian person. And, you know, when everybody knows I represented a young woman named Lauren Pazienza, now, Lauren Pazienza was accused of pushing or or um, pled guilty because she did it, um, pushing an older woman out of the way. The older woman fell, hit her head, and days later she died. Absolute tragedy. Lauren was absolutely guilty. Do you know with Lauren's, it's her first arrest, her mother, her father, her sister, I'm sorry, her mother, father, brother, aunt, grandmother, they're all there in the courthouse. They have, she has two retained attorneys. She's got me and my partner, who's a retired judge. We're all there saying, we're here. We're going to fight the case. We're coming back. We know it's a tragedy. She pushed, she didn't push her down a flight of stairs. She didn't push her out a window. She just pushed her on the sidewalk. And sadly, this woman, God bless her, didn't look like she was 87 years old. She fell. She hit her head. She died. My client's guilty. That's not the point. She pled guilty and she's going to jail for a long time. She's in jail. Do you know they remanded her? They said that there was no amount of money. That was going to guarantee, remember, this has nothing to do with dangerousness, that was going to guarantee that she came back to court. Yeah. And yet, these guys are assaulting a cop intentionally, insult, kicking a cop in the head, and yeah. they, don't even, they don't even get supervised release where they got to go back once a month or once a week or whatever it is and just say, hi, I'm here, I didn't leave the jurisdiction. We have lost our way in the well, courthouse. And look, I'm not going to tell you that's going on in Brooklyn with, with, with Eric Gonzalez. I'm not. It's going on in Manhattan. And it's ridiculous. Well, let me say this. So the good news is is that this case with the, um, with the cops that were assaulted is moving along and there were indictments and it looks like there's going to be a strong prosecution, which is a good thing. And I, you know, uh, okay, but Chief Kemper, Chief Kemper, we shame them into that. You with your uh, listen, social media posts, me with the radio show, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, we shame them into that. It's not because yeah. that wasn't free will. No, well, listen, and sometimes, uh, sometimes cooler heads prevail, but I, I, you know what? I truly don't believe, um, look, this is bigger than, this issue is bigger than, just the DA's office issue, in my opinion, from doing this. This is all about these reforms that were uh, passed. Yeah, a the, city, the, the, the city, the city council, the state senate, the state discovery, assembly. All the discovery issues. I mean, I'm not. We're not going to go get super, super in the weeds with your listeners, but the discovery issues really, really hamper the DA's office. Also, no, I understand that, but I don't think. I mean, what that's hampering is they had to hire more people to basically get police officers records and get and get it to the defense attorneys much sooner than in the past mm -hmm. but i don't mm -hmm. know how much of an impact that's actually having on the guys who are going into the cvs and and cleaning out the the shelves mike i'm looking out my window right now on 45th and 5th on i'm looking at it as we speak right across the street from the best buy on the corner is a guy with a uh, a milk crate and he's got, it looks like, and I know because I passed by him now, he's got like two or three of the big, uh, like headphones, the big Apple headphones, an iPad, and uh, like four of the little, um, earbuds. And he's selling mm -hmm. them out there. They're all stolen. They're obviously, because they look genuine. I don't think they counterfeit. They're all stolen. And they're he's sitting not, right here selling it right across from Best Buy where they sell it legally. He's not going in the subway system, is he? 
Uh, if he was, I know Chief Kemper would have his guy show. You know, this is Chief well, Chell's fault. It's Chell's fault. Chell should be there locking him up right now. Yeah, and listen, and we'll talk after. You know, if you want to tell me where it is, we could send someone out there. But listen, again, we arrest people, and they tell us straight up, like, I'm going to be out tomorrow. Again, there's got to be consequences. There's got to be a deterrence. How is everything that's going on right now advancing public safety? Think about what I just said. And besides the police, who else is advocating for law-abiding New Yorkers? Because there's so many criminal justice advocacy groups out there advocating for criminals and defendants that do bad things. Think about that. Who's Who's the the Lord abiding New York advocate besides the cops? No, because you know what? Because you're really you're not you're not cool. You know you're not cool if you're if you're advocating you know for the police to if you're advocating to refund the police. Chief Kemper, before I, I let you go, because um, yep. we're heading to the bottom of the hour. I have a great guest coming up. You and your bride should continue to listen. Oscar Oscar Goodman. He's a legendary criminal defense attorney represented all kinds of organized crime guys then he went into politics he's the mayor of of las vegas and he's going to talk to us i'm going to talk to him i should say about the super bowl but um things are are heading i know you don't want to jinx yourself but underground things are heading in the right direction and people should not be afraid to ride the subways correct no subway system is safe listen it's the subway system is safe Okay, trust me when I tell you that. And again, don't misinterpret what I'm saying to everyone. We recognize what's out there. We understand the challenges, and we do recognize we have a lot of work to do. But again, crime was down. We're below pre-pandemic years when it comes to crime. Uh, and we're ravaging six crimes a day in a subway system that serves 4 million people. And subway crime accounts for less than 2% of all crime in New York City. That's a fact. So, uh, uh, again, I told you before, um, I ride the train, my family rides the train, my daughter rides the train, and if I didn't think it was safe, um, I would not have my daughter on that on, on that subway system. Trust me on that. All right, there you go. You got it from Chief Kemper. His wife is listening. She's very beautiful, by the way, if I could say that respectfully. Hi, how are you? Listen to me. Take Take care of Keith for me. Take care of Cantowitz for me. Listen, Keith, listen, tell him Keith's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. I just spoke uh, a little while ago. What a shock. Um, and yeah. say hello to your parents and tell your father I would love to I would love to get him on the show and I'll have Sam Bellino there to hit the beep button if he gets out of order. Well, he's going to need an attorney. Do you know one? Because he's, he's, he told me he was laughing. He goes, I'm going to get you in a lot of trouble. Like, All right. Uh, it's Transit Thursday on the Idola Power Hour with Chief uh, Mike Kemper. Don't go away. We're coming back with Oscar Goodman. Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I hope you'll join me on a cruise to Alaska over 4th of July. It will be an adventure of a lifetime. Book your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or online. Just go to PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring, fully insured in New York and New Jersey, and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability strength and appearance for your project take it from arthur idala call today and ask for harry lynch for personalized service second to none 
Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649. Or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is the DeFazio Industries company. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Okay, welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Boy, do I have a special guest. For those of you who've been waiting, well, the wait will be worth it because, you know, I have a lot of lawyers on this show, as I am a lawyer, but there are some lawyers that are a little extra special, some who have been around the block a little bit and some handle some major, major cases, um, and they're brilliant in the courtroom. And then there are lawyers who, besides being brilliant in the courtroom, they're also brilliant as leaders of their community. And, you know, there's a leader of a community and then there is a leader of a community and our next guest besides being so well known and having books written about his prowess in the courtroom as a criminal defense attorney he was also the mayor of Las Vegas from 1999 until 2011 and at 2011 what did he do when he finished being the mayor oh he swore his wife in Carolyn as the mayor of Las Vegas for those of you who haven't figured it out yet we have on the author I dollar power hour the one the only the great Oscar Goodman. Hello there, Mayor Goodman. That, that was too. That was too much, Arthur. I, it was too much. Even I was blushing when I heard that. And that's and not I an easy thing to do. Prune, and I had no prunes <laughs> last night. Oscar, I, I don't know how uh, t- attuned you are to the facts of this case, but you know, sadly, there's been all these mass shootings around America. And it, uh, just two days ago, Tuesday, a uh, a mother was actually convicted of manslaughter uh, because her son, who's doing life without parole. 
parole for killing four students. It's like he's 16 years old. She, he, you know, she should have known that he was so mentally ill that there should have been a gun in the house. They shouldn't have bought him a gun for his birthday. And uh, they're holding her now accountable. What does a criminal defense attorney with your experience have to say? It's that's the woman's name was Jennifer Crumley. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, Arthur, uh, uh, you're be- better able to answer that question than myself, being in the arena right now. But uh, you know, it all starts at home, and the parents are supposed to parent. And uh, she made some terrible mistakes. She wanted to believe in her child, obviously, um, and uh, she made a big mistake. If it, but I understand that she did reach out, and her reaching out was rejected by the people that she went to, like the uh, people, uh, the teachers at school, the principal, that kind of thing. And I don't know why in the world she'd ever buy this kid with that kind of a background, uh, a rifle. Um, uh, I mean, that was irresponsible, and, and that's where she made her big mistake. But uh, I don't blame a mother for trying to help a child. But uh, this way here, it's as though she uh, she uh, let uh, a blind eye, as they say, or uh, intentionally, uh, willfully ignorant, uh, as the phrase goes, uh, as to her child's uh, condition. And uh, boom, uh, this horror show took place. So President Trump uh, also, I think on Tuesday, the Court of Appeals in D.C. came down with a ruling saying that uh, he is not immune from the charges being brought against him. He said, listen, I was president of the United States when all of this, these charges coming down from the special prosecutor uh, in, in D.C. And I should not have to be held accountable for this because I was the president and I have immunity. And the uh, Circuit Court of Appeals in D.C. said, no, sir, that's not true. It's probably going to be appealed to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. What does Oscar Goodman have to say? Well, you know, uh, this is not a, a news story. Uh, when kings uh, overstepped their bounds, uh, uh, there were uh, uh, penalties that attached to it, uh, perhaps the chopping off of one's head, uh, imprisonment, that kind of thing. And uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody should have immunity uh, unless it's a court-authorized immunity, not, not the uh, immunity just because of their position. Uh, you could almost sense what was going to happen here when uh, the president made the statement, I'm so popular, I could go on Fifth Avenue in New York and uh, shoot a couple of people and they would never convict me. That's a mindset that is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's almost announcing uh, right now that if he gets uh, elected, if they let him run, uh, that he's going to get his enemies and pay them back. Um, I I don't think that just being in the office uh, entitles you to immunity. Not for that kind of thing, no. So you're in agreement with the the bench. I want to ask you, Oscar, when you have represented so many uh, characters in your career, have you ever had anyone who has been targeted the way Trump has been in so many different jurisdictions with so many different uh, concepts of law. I and mean, then just for people who don't know, I mean, the name of uh, Oscar's memoir is Being Oscar from Mob Lawyer to Mayor of Las Vegas. Um, I mean, he was he's a very well-known uh, lawyer, not just for organized crime guys, but for others as well. But have you ever had a client who, you know, the feds are going after in one or two jurisdictions and a state jurisdiction is going after and they're going after him or her civil as well at the same time? Yes, I have. I represented a, a fellow. I think of him in particular. Uh, he's the fellow that Joe Pesci played in uh, the movie Casino, where I uh, appeared in that movie uh, playing myself. And, uh, his name was Tony Spilaggio, and he was being hounded and harassed. And uh, uh, the, the the word was he killed 27 people. And the FBI would say, well, how can Oscar Goodman represent him? The Oscar must be the Prince of Darkness. Uh, this guy killed 27 people. And I, I took the FBI on and I said, wait a second. If he killed 27 people, he hasn't spent one day in jail. I represented the guy over 10 years. He never spent a day in jail. Except one time he was waiting for me to get through with another case. And uh, he uh, didn't want anybody else to represent him on a bail motion. So shame on them. Uh, and shame on uh, uh, that kind of uh, uh, picking on somebody. But in this particular instance, uh, much of this, I think, is political. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's being gained. By it, and the most recent thing that's uh, happened down in Atlanta is, is, in my opinion, outrageous. Where uh, the judge and the prosecutor have some kind of meritorious relationship. No, it's, it's not the judge. Let me just correct you, Oscar, Oscar. Let me. I'm talking to Oscar Goodman. I, it's the the district attorney who runs the office, and one of the special prosecutors who she appointed. They have a, a love affair going on, but you know she handpicked him, and he's getting financed through the state. So that's the nefarious aspect of it well well you know uh uh, it's just, I, it's just not the judge. I just didn't want us to say it was the judge. It's not the judge. 
Oh, well, well, the judge, uh, oh, you're absolutely correct. I, and I, I apologize for that. Um, it, it's just that uh, she appointed this fellow who never tried a case, by the way, in probably uh, one of the biggest trials that's ever going to uh, be tried, particularly in Atlanta, uh, of a, a former president uh, with very, uh, very, very serious implications if there's a conviction here. And uh, she she picked somebody that uh, she had a uh, an affair with. There's no other way of putting it and then made sure that he got paid or somebody made sure he got paid uh, a lot of money. I mean, you would like that fee, Arthur, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you would earn that fee, but uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't get yourself involved in that kind of mess. You would say, you know, uh, it, it doesn't pass the smell test, and uh, I don't want to uh, ruin my reputation by getting involved in something like that. This without full disclosure, and by the time they make full disclosure, everybody would say, no, no, she better get herself uh, uh, somebody else to try this case, particularly somebody who and for all intents and purposes, is a novice and uh, really uh, has never been in a major case before, uh, either as a prosecutor or defense attorney. So I, I think it was a big mistake on her part. Well, there you got it. You got it from someone who knows what mistakes are in the law because uh, he never makes them, but he watches other people make them. Well, okay, here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break with Mayor Oscar Goodman. Oscar Goodman is a veteran and the dean of the criminal bar in the United States of America, so you're not going to want to miss this. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Retirement Outlook. If your retirement account is mostly stocks or bonds, listen closely. The future of your savings may be more uncertain than ever before. Hi, I'm Paul Stone, CEO of Colonial Metals. The sad truth is our government continues to eat away at our freedoms and security. In economic times like these, run around the flagpole by lunatics in Washington, I look to the most trusted store of wealth in human history, physical gold and silver that you own. At Colonial Metals, we specialize in helping folks with IRAs and 401ks and other retirement accounts move their savings into physical gold and silver. If you'd like a free gold investment kit, give us a call today at 820-800-8000. My team is standing by ready to rush a free gold investment kit to you. You may also qualify for $7,500 in free silver and a free safe. Call 820-800-8000 now. That's 820-800-8000. Colonial Metals is not a financial advisor. Consult with your advisor before investing. That's 820-800-8000. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My family's gotten cars there from my grandfather to my sister to all my friends. Everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah, his sister Danielle, and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. And now they have a lot going on all month long. You can score a brand new Honda to celebrate the big game. You pick the deal, the lowest lease or finance options in the tri-state area. Then there's President's Day weekend where they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. Brand new Hondas like the all-new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, Honda CRV, Honda Accord, Honda Passport. They have them all. Low finance rates available. No payments until spring of 2024. 90 days of no payments. Best prices around. Top dollar for your trade. They serve all five boroughs. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Okay, welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I have the former mayor, Oscar Goodman, on the line with us. He is also uh, a renowned criminal defense attorney. So let me ask you a quick question, uh, Mr. Mayor. How are you feeling about the Super Bowl being in Vegas? Because here in New York, we have this little newspaper called the New York Times, and there was an article on Sunday that says the headline was, Don't bet on this former Vegas mayor being at the Super Bowl. So what does this former Vegas mayor, Oscar Goodman, have to say? 
Well, there's no question that the Super Bowl is the epitome of uh, all sports events. It goes down with the Kentucky Derby. It goes down with uh, the, uh, the the major soccer events of, uh, all over the world. It's been uh, a wonderful, wonderful tribute to us that after so many years of fighting with the stupid NFL that they finally realized that they were stupid. And, uh, and, and then they begged us to be able to have the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. And the town is celebrating it. And uh, uh, the people are celebrating it. And the celebrities are all over the place. And uh, the restaurants are jammed. Uh, but uh, it comes with a cost. Uh, the streets are uh, crowded. Uh, the traffic is brutal. And uh, uh, small businesses are being hurt because of the fact that people can't get to them. But I think overall, on a balance, it, it is the uh, the ultimate as, as far as a sporting event. Uh, uh, the seventh game of the World Series, so to speak. And uh, I'm very, very happy that it's here. Now, uh, of course, uh, my wife and myself were invited uh, uh, to attend. But uh, I, I love the Super Bowl to be a time when I watch it at home. I drink my Bombay Sapphire gin from the beginning of the uh, pregame shows all the way through. By the time we get to the second half, I'm seeing 44 players instead of 22 players on the field at one time. My children come over. My grandchildren come over. And it's really a family day in the tradition of uh, Thanksgiving, in effect. So uh, I'm glad we got it. And I will have the NBA here shortly. Uh, we're going to have Major League Baseball. I hope it's not the uh, the athletics. Uh, I'm not uh, a big A's fan at all. Uh, but we'll have uh, Major League Baseball here. So uh, that's sort of the... Uh, uh, the full house, and uh, uh, we're we're very very happy that we are a major league city too. Does Vegas have the facilities to um, host a uh, a a baseball team? At this point, oh yeah, uh, well we don't. They're gonna, uh, whoever's coming here is going to have to build a, a stadium. The question is, uh, who's going to be paying for it? And uh, I, uh, uh, I'm very disappointed uh, with the location that's been picked. Uh, this should have been a real estate play as well as uh, uh, a sports play. Uh, that's uh, like places like uh, Washington D.C., Baltimore, uh, San Diego, San Francisco. They were all suffering in their downtown areas, and uh, they built uh, beautiful uh, uh, stadiums, and the whole area around it blossomed and became a place for mixed use with residential, commercial, uh, walkable streets and the like. And uh, that's what I wanted to see here. We have just one little patch of land uh, that where we had our uh, uh, Cashman Field, our minor league team, uh, would play. Uh, the city owns 47 acres over there. It's at the confluence of two major highways, a perfect place to get to, and a lot of parking, but nope. Uh, the uh, uh, the masters of the strip uh, decided it should be out there, and uh, all that's going to do is crowd us more, and uh, it's going to be a smaller stadium than I think it should be. They're talking about a 35,000-seat stadium. Well, our uh, Allegiant Stadium is bigger than that. Uh, when Las Vegas has a team, they also have a following, and I just think they're going about it the wrong way, but I don't own them. And uh, I'm not one of these strip moguls who makes those kind of decisions with them. I have to live uh, with uh, what they're doing, but that doesn't mean to say I have to go to a baseball game. So let me ask you this question. We're talking to uh, the former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman. Uh, Many of you know him as a distinguished attorney, but he was also a distinguished mayor. One of the hurdles you had when you were in office about getting major league teams there from any sport was that uh, people were a little concerned that, you know, Las Vegas is the gambling uh, capital of the world, maybe, and it's known as Sin City, and they were afraid that the taint of gambling and Sin City was going to smear onto their sports teams. How did the, the how did the city of Vegas uh, overcome that? Well, you're absolutely right. That, that was the attitude. But there's three things, Arthur, that I wanted to accomplish as the mayor. One, I wanted to have great culture here, and we built ourselves a magnificent performing arts center with first class uh, plays, uh, shows, uh, orchestras coming here, and uh, uh, local events taking place in it. So uh, the culture is well on its way. I wanted academic medicine because you can't be a great city without having academic medicine. We have the Bugo Brain Institute uh, where they're looking at. Uh, a neurodegenerative disease, in particular Alzheimer's. And they come from all over the world to visit a Frank Gehry-designed uh, facility, and it's really something special. But the one thing I, I tried to do that I was unable to accomplish was to get Major League Sports here. Uh, the first week I was the mayor, uh, I put together a little group, and uh, we went back to uh, New York and met with Gary Bettman, who was the uh, commissioner and is the commissioner of the NHL, the National Hockey League. And he, w- he was a delight. He said, uh, Vegas is great. 
Love to have a team there, uh, but no one wants to expand at this time, and uh, we're uh, no one wants to move. So uh, we'll just have to wait our turn. And of course, we waited our turn, and uh, when the Vegas Golden Knights came here, it's had complete support there. I don't think there's been an empty seat uh, uh, since it opened up. Mayor Goodman, refresh my recollection. Where did the Golden Knights come from? Uh, they didn't, uh, as I as I remember it. It was a brand new expansion type okay. team. They won the Stanley Cup right off the bat, which was extraordinary. And uh, the fellow by the name of Bill Foley uh, put the thing together. He's a very uh, bright uh, uh, entrepreneur, and uh, he had a hundred percent backing. And when we had the uh, horrible events of that shooting out, out on the strip, the Knights galvanized Las Vegas and had us um, uh, hold our heads up high and and uh, do the the best we could under those circumstances. So now, how big of a, I'm talking, a choice? I'm talking to Mayor Oscar Goodman. Uh, Mr. Mayor, well, the former mayor's wife is uh, the mayor as well. The NFL coming to Las Vegas, how much of a yeah, game well, changer uh, that's, was... That's, for, that's another story. That's another ahead, story. Tell yeah. us that story, Mayor Goodman. Uh, okay, as the, uh, the chairman of the Convention Authority Board, when I was the mayor... Uh, I was told that uh, the uh, NFL would not accept uh, for their Super Bowl a halftime ad that we're willing to pay two and a half billion dollars for about uh, five uh, uh, five seconds uh, uh, because they were concerned about the image. Well, it had nothing to do with gambling. It was a beautiful woman, a brunette, who uh, was stepping out of a, a luxury car going into a luxury hotel. And they said they weren't going to accept it. Well, I went bonkers and I called up uh, my friends like you and I said, you know, this is outrageous. And every time I did that, particularly with the uh, visual media, uh, they played the ad. And by the time it got through, we didn't pay for the ad. We got about $50 million worth of free publicity. And I just, uh, I said, yeah, well, what more dysfunctional group of athletes are there than the NFL and had nothing to, uh, to do with it? So, uh, and you got the I Raiders. And you got the Raiders who are known as being the bad boys of the NFL. That's right, and uh, Mark Davis, he, he loves Las Vegas. He's uh, become a friend of ours, and, uh, loves uh, Vegas, and uh, I know it was a great choice. Uh, all we have to do is get ourselves a, a better ball club for next year because it's very competitive out there, and they're talking about what quarterback are we going to draft during the NFL draft. But uh, now now they're, you know, they can't do enough for us, but uh, I'm not uh, that happy to do uh, too much for them. I want to thank Mayor Oscar Goodman for uh, joining us. Uh, he was the mayor of Las Vegas where um, the Super Bowl is taking place, so he's got his fingers on the pulse. Oscar Goodman, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll come back again soon. Arthur, you're a great lawyer, but a better man. Thank you. Oh, now you sound like my mother. All right, I'll talk to you later uh, on. I'm sure I don't cook as well. No, exactly. (laughs) Thank Thank regards home. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Oscar Goodman. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.